Hartsville, Hartsville, the happening town where art abounds. Hartsville, Hartsville, from Asheville town where art abounds. Hartsville, Hartsville, feeling mountain high and inspired in North Carolina. That's where you'll find us, amazing artists and designers. Oh yeah, Hartsville from Asheville. Hey there, and welcome to Artsville, where we celebrate American contemporary arts and craft from Asheville and beyond. I'm your host, Louise Glickman, and I'm here to introduce you to world-class movers and makers, their art, their craft, and their very unique careers. So Artsville is a little different in that we support our artists here and shout out their talents to the world so that people will come to Asheville or certainly go online and buy their work. Basically, we show, we tell, we talk about, and we sell work. And by the way, we do this without any commissions to the artists. So the artists themselves can make 100% of whatever is sold. Our distinctive blend is kind of a menu of programming, and it includes our new virtual gallery of artists. We have monthly podcasts, newsletters, and a menu of exciting, entertaining, really enlightening events for both artists and people who want to learn how to buy art or already collect it. I do want to mention that we don't do this alone. Again, part of our uniqueness is our West Coast partners out in L.A., Not Real Art, and Crew West Studio. We both have the same mission, which is to serve emerging artists and to bring feet to Asheville or Los Angeles and eyes and ears to our marketing expertise. So. What I'd like to do is encourage you to subscribe, and we're at artsvilleusa.com. Particularly today, we're going to be talking about how Artsville has grown to be a world-class tourism destination. And while I'm doing that, I'd like to give a shout-out to our good friend, Sherry Masters at Art Connections. She provides specially designed tours for you to come and visit here and to help you actually meet the artists. So talk to Sherry. She'll do something very special that meets your needs and your expectations, and hopefully you'll find something wonderful to put in your home or on your walls. So now we have a very special guest here, Marla Tambellini. And she is currently Senior VP of Marketing at Explore Asheville, which is our Convention and Visitors Bureau. But I have known Marla since almost the first week I arrived here in Asheville. And I was tasked with marketing the arts for the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area. And Marla really knows 
over the course of many, many years how we have gotten to be such an important tourism destination and how we have grown. And as she faces her retirement, and we were going to be very sad, Marla, we will miss you. But she can really give you a perspective on what we were and what we've become. She has been working on the advertising, the marketing, the public relations, and the group sales. Well, not the group sales. No. Although we do support that in our marketing efforts. Okay. But you have inspired the leisure and business traveler to visit here, right? Absolutely. And this is so many of the projects in our community are funded through Explore Asheville. So that's very important because this is essential to our economy. So, Marla, we want to kind of start with... You're talking about the importance of arts and crafts to this region and how it's interconnected with the visitor economy. Yeah, you know, good place to start. Obviously, Asheville has always been an arts town even before it was discovered as a edgy destination. And in fact, there is a friend who has since passed that you and I both know, John Cram, who was one of the early entrepreneurs in arts and was the owner of New Morning Gallery and ultimately Blue Spiral and a couple of other enterprises in this community. And I always refer to this story, as he so eloquently told it, that if you actually drew a circle around Asheville with a hundred-mile radius you would be really able to tell the entire history of arts from the ancient predecessors to the native Cherokee to what has evolved today, which is any combination of makers and elevated art objects and upcycling of things to make wondrous, beautiful, magical art pieces. And I think that's so true. And in some ways, it's a little emblematic of Asheville itself. We have done some additional pulling back the curtains by talking to the people in this community about their perceptions of Asheville as we worked on updating our storytelling platform. And what, you know, we discovered is that People have these paradigms in place. There's almost like these yin and yangs that happen in Asheville. And there's certainly, we've always been a community that has been grounded in the isolation and innovation that originally were part of how we've come about. And yet at the same time, change is always inevitable. And this community rolls with that very well. And I want to say that that's a lot like our art. You know, our art is grounded in these foundational elements from days of yore when most of that was very functional. And today, it's the kind of art that people want to put in their homes, hang on their walls, do public exhibitions around. So absolutely, even the place that we're in today is a church. It's now a recording studio, and it's very emblematic of the kind of place and inspiration that the mountains here have, you know, given rise to. So, yes, the arts have been critical from the day I started. I worked at Biltmore Estate prior to arriving at Explore Asheville. And from the moment I kind of got on the ground in Asheville more than 30 years ago, art was 
one of the things that we kind of held up in this community as being important and elevated? I think that you've put this into a historical context, and that's really important. Because while we're focusing primarily on the art and, of course, the craft, which is something that totally sets us apart as a place to come and visit, there's more to it than that. What you've done at Explore is helped us build our economy, helped us build our brand, and there's something else, which is the art scene. So I've used done a lot of work in community and economic development through the arts. And we are so dependent on people traveling here and what that has meant to us in terms of the kinds of projects, programs, venues, and fun. We're a very fun place to come visit. So can you talk a little bit about the vibe that has happened over the time you've been here mm-hmm. in Asheville? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say we were a sleepy town because Asheville has always generated visitors. But at the same time, there's a vibrancy that has become ubiquitous throughout the community, not just downtown, which many people hear about, but throughout our neighborhoods, throughout other districts within the county that has made it what it is today. And so it's just one of those special magical places that draws in people. And that's one of the things that we've talked about as part of the the mystique around Asheville. People gravitate here and sometimes they can't even quite explain it, but it's a spirit. There's a, you know, a calling, if you will, that draws people in. And then The art is so much a part of that because what we find is there's art in everything, whether it's the architecture, whether it's the street musician, whether it's the River Arts District or the galleries downtown or all of the various artists who are operating studios and working out of their homes that they'll open up different times of the year to visitors so that you really have that chance to meet the artist. It harkens back to... Like I said, the functional pieces that have now become art pieces and can be seen through the Southern Highland Craft Guild, which is an anchor along the Blue Ridge Parkway, one of the nation's most scenic highways that runs right through Asheville and through the mountains. There's so much about this place that art is woven through into every element. And I think that speaks to the vibrancy and the energy and the entrepreneurship that people find when they come here. So how has that impacted us in terms of our economic growth? And also in that is people who have come here or moved here strictly because we are a creative, vibrant place to live. And it also impacts us in terms of our togetherness as a community. All of this stemming from diverse cultures, lots of different kinds of mediums. So I know that Explore has had some very specific ways of showcasing the art in our area. And it seems to me like you all must sit down and explore yourself the different ways you're going to tell this story. Well, that's true. We go through a strategic planning process. 
every year as we set out our program of work and plans for the upcoming year. But if you step back even further, one of the things that we've done is develop some strategic imperatives or priorities. And so all of the work that we do funnels through that. And, you know, I don't want to go too much into that, but we're looking at balance and sustainable growth. We're looking at responsible tourism, inviting and engaging um, more diverse audiences, and then importantly, promoting and supporting the creative spirit that is so important to this area. Those are also things that are appealing on a traditional economic development front, too. And so we do work hard to align our efforts so that we have an opportunity to to be able to parlay those visits into ultimate opportunities that could lead to new business in the community, new entrepreneurship, traditional economic development relocation to this community. So we work with the Economic Development Coalition on that, too. But tourism in its own right creates a spending figure of $2.8 billion each year. And that's on the rise. And it's continued to be on the rise. And when I first started, the visitor spending was much smaller. And so as with anything, the efforts that we are undertaking at Explore Asheville have merit to bring people here. And you can't just do a one and done. They work in tandem with the opportunities that arise in supporting the partners in this community. And that includes the multitude of artists who live in this area and rely on visitors who are interested in spending money and buying art to take back home. I don't know if you can do this, but could you give me one or two specific examples without hurting anybody's feelings here of what you're talking about? Let's talk, for example, about agricultural tourism, sports tourism, history. Can you tell me one or two examples that would segment the market? So who comes here and why do they come? Well, you can segment that in different ways. And one of the things that we have been very keen on in the last couple of years is understanding the profile of our visitors and developing and modeling the behavioral and characteristics that allow us to reach additional visitors of that type who we know can have some interest. And within the framework of that, that also means that we are looking for characteristics that align with some of the things that we're looking for. So maybe green behaviors, people who are interested or sustainability is important to them, people who will leave no trace in our community. Another one is whether people are interested in purchasing art, interested in the arts. And so we look for those various characteristics. But then again, we also use our advertising. First of all, we know that there are those segments of we're not looking for people who are singularly interested in agriculture necessarily or singularly interested in sports, but we know those are all areas that we can offer up in spades. And so our aim is to be able to maximize the awareness around those things. And so we are fortunate that we have so many pillars in our community or areas of interest that are attractive to people. So that may be, you may be a music lover, but you may not singularly be a music lover. You may be an outdoors person, but you also like fine dining. And so we've been able to really look at the target audiences around various behavioral characteristics and 
on a more general level instead of a specific arena. At the same time, we do look at our opportunities in advertising and try to overlay those audiences against whether we're going to advertise in a garden and gun versus a Better Homes and Garden or Rolling Stone magazine. So you are making decisions along the way. And so there are definitely data points that go into that. It's not necessarily a science always, but we're looking at trying to cast a wide swath in some ways, but identify the visitor who can bring the most value to our community and also ensure that we're not putting all of those people at the same places at the same time. And that's where the balance comes in. And that's been very, very difficult here. You all have done a magnificent job with this. And some people are a little bit resistant. You know, they're not excited about all the fabulous changes that are going on here. But change is inevitable. And I think that if you took tourism out of the Asheville equation, we would be in very deep trouble here because I've seen, and I've only been here, I've been here 20 years, but the changes have been remarkable. Now, like you, I share a passion for tourism development, and I share a passion for meeting new people and taking pride in our diversity, not only the diversity of the people who live here, their background, why they came, all these things that you're sort of alluding to. But in particular, the growth in the arts and crafts and the kind of vibe you feel the minute you get off the plane or out of your car here, you feel it. You feel it in the spirit of the mountains, for example, just looking around. I remember I first came here for a tourism conference, and I got off the airplane and looked around. I mean, it's an airport. And I looked around, and there were these incredible blue mountains all around me. I had been looking two years for where I was going to settle after my time in the Deep South. I was living in Mississippi at the time. And I knew it. I felt it. And I do know the history of it. You know, I know, like with the Vanderbilt family, they would have people here as a health center. The spiritual nature of this area was prevalent even back then, well over 100 years ago. It's historical, and you really do feel it. I feel, personally, as an artist myself, how this has inspired me to make a difference in my art. And we concentrate here at Artsville on contemporary craft and arts. But things don't get to be contemporary if you don't know where you came from Mm -hmm. and you don't know where you're going. And you, Marla, and... Explore Asheville has helped me to find my way here, to have excitement at every turn. But I'd like for you to tell me how you help artists have a higher profile for themselves in the community. What are the opportunities for Mm -hmm. artists by coming here, living here? Well, 
I mean, obviously, the inspiration in itself is incredibly meaningful. The ability to have space and time to think, but be enveloped by these beautiful mountains in a place that brings dynamic and interesting people that are inspiring of themselves, I think is important. But there are a lot of resources, too, to be able to showcase what you're doing. And that's important. Creating is important. But then in many instances, you also want to earn a living off of that as well. And so at Explore Asheville, our job, we're not necessarily creating the art per se, obviously. And what we do is really to promote and support all of the wonderful things that we have. We may not be the musicians, but we're supporting that. We may not be the outdoor gear makers, but some of the work we do to highlight the facets of our outdoor industry help that. The same thing goes with the arts, and that spans from the performing arts to the visual arts to makers and contemporary artists. So, you know, when I first came here early on, one of the things that was being undertaken was there was an organization called Handmade in America that had developed and We ended up being, not through any contractual agreement, but just through an understanding that they needed the support, the marketing support of being their their communicators, if you will. We were the ones who were taking that message out about what they were doing, showcasing the craft trails that had been developed, taking those stories out to media, going on the road and talking about that as one of the new opportunities new experiences in the mountains. And so we've done everything from that to also serving as the marketing arm from the community perspective. When Biltmore brought Chihuly, the Chihuly exhibit several years ago, we were the gathering place for artists within the community and arts organizations within the community who had special ties to glass And then from the ideas that emanated from that, we created the Summer of Glass. And so that was a, you know, myriad of events that were through the community or experiences that were outlined and showcased on a special section of our website to augment the experience that visitors were having when they'd see the Chihuly exhibit and also to play off of the rich history we had in making glass blowing in this community. And so that really has always been our role, and we continue to do that to this day. Right at the beginning of COVID, Mel Chin, who works in animatronics and in collaboration with UNCA, our university's STEAM studio, created the Wake exhibit. And they took that to New York. It got a lot of attention. And then the city wanted to bring it back to this community and put it on the South Slope for a short amount of time. And so we were the big marketing arm of that as well and showcase that and developed content for the website. And so that's kind of the role we fill. And I feel like that's a support mechanism that not all communities have. And I think we're able to tell those stories in a way through assets like the exploreashville.com website, which last year got more than 7 million website sessions, more than 5 million unique visitors. We are able to tell that through our growing social channels. We do that through the PR reach we have, and we are very partner-minded when we're telling those stories. So we do a what's new every year and just kind of fill that with notable stories that will be of interest to media and send that out. 
And normally that's not what you do with media relations efforts, but we've had editors of places like Travel and Leisure tell us that it's so chock full of good information and well thought out story ideas that they use it as their Bible throughout the year and refer to it, which allows Asheville to get those inclusions in roundup types of stories that you might not even think of because they have that information nearby. And then, of course, the arts are so important to this area, like so many other things, that it's included in our paid media, in our television spots. We look for ways to incorporate those opportunities and experiences and and ways to show what this community is about, the energy, the artistic nature, the items that beckon people here, that draw them here. Well, it doesn't just build the economy. I mean, artists are a vital part of this economy. They make money. They pay taxes, just like any other. Art is a business. And this is where Artsville and Explore Asheville come together. Our role is to show artists how to build careers and through those careers to make a living from their art. So one of the opportunities is you might come visit Asheville, and lots of people come visit. They feel the same sense of excitement that I felt when I first came here and took that step off the plane. And then they look closer and they realize, as a creative, I could actually make a living here. John Cram is a notable example. He started this off, made this possible. And of course, Michael Maines, who now runs Blue Spiral, now has been interviewed for this podcast before. But the history of that, of making a statement and making it stick over all these years, a lot of that can be attributed to the work that you have done. And we really appreciate it. Thank (laughs) you. It does take a village. And as I said, you know, I am fortunate that I get to talk to so many people in this community on a regular basis and learn what they're doing and be able to shine a spotlight on that, that I think the artists are part of the soul of this community and obviously contribute to the energy and makeup. And there are a lot of communities that can say they have food, they have music, they have art. But I think there's a special combination that makes Asheville stand out. And it really is that creative spirit that sometimes is a little bit hard to bottle and share, but you know it when you're here. And you also recognize that it's important to this community to be able to have visitors here who will allow people who are passionate about the things they do, whether that is art, whether that is craft beer, whether that is running a business that is so uniquely interesting as the Lazoom tours, that they can make a living doing that. And that means that it's good for our economy, but it's good for the people who live here. It's good for the people who want to call this home. And so the energy we put into promoting it, we feel like it's more than the dollars that Mm -hmm. is generated for the economy. It's about people's livelihood as well. And I think the one thing that we often say is the normal job codes that people quantify tourism jobs for don't capture all of the different people who feel like they're able to survive in this beautiful place because of a visitor economy as well. And it doesn't have to be an either or. As we talked about earlier, these things go hand in hand and often 
people who are a visitor will parlay that into, you know, an economic opportunity for this community for the long haul. And we certainly do that, particularly right now in our meetings and group sales efforts where we are going after groups who may have an alignment like in climate or the environment which is a a similar industry sector or the same industry sector that our Economic Development Coalition is going after. So it's not an either-or question. I feel like we have a lot of opportunities in this community. It's a creative community. We have a lot of smart, intelligent, and entrepreneurial people who have made it what it is today. And just I'm just happy to have been a part of that. And thank you for having me on today. Well, we've we've really enjoyed this. I'm so glad that we've been able to circle back give some closure to our relationship all these years. And of course, Artsville, like Explore, want people to continue to come visit us. And an offshoot of that is a lot of come and visit and then they stay. They buy a house or they have some sort of part-time residency here or they build a business here to operate from afar. And We're no different. I mean, we have seen people, for example, artists through their association with Artsville that's sort of started here, and then they've been able to actually create a business, and then they move here. And it's actually very exciting. So we thank you for being part of who we are and how we are different from other places. and. Even though you're going to be retired, your organization will continue to be strong. We invite our listeners to, not only through this podcast, but through Artsville's programs and events, we give great parties. And we invite, I mean, our community is global. What we basically want to do is to tell people all over the world our stories and then have them come here and see for themselves. In addition, if they can't come here to just buy the art, because there's so many digital opportunities to do so. Well, and you all have great opportunities for that. And that's one of the things that we too have focused on in the last couple of years, particularly during COVID. It gave us a chance to develop a gift guide on our website. We've kind of moved that into the area, sales area now. But yes, there's so many lovely ways to put a piece of Asheville in your home. And those are always great opportunities. And I think look for those artist experiences and moments, not only on your site, but through ExploreAsheville.com, because we, as I said, we have a lot of opportunities through looking at events or showcasing the artists themselves, itineraries that people can look at to plan their own special visit. Well, you have given me a unique opportunity and segue here because Artsville has just mounted a brand new project that we're very, very excited about. One of the things I've learned, my husband and I are both artists, and while my background is arts marketing and cultural development, he can't stand to market his work, (laughs) and he is not alone. Artists are just not pegged or prepared that it's not enough to do the work. You've also got to sell the work if you're going to eat and live and provide for your families. So in addressing that, we have just instituted a new program that I'm not aware of as anywhere else in the country, and it's called the Virtual Gallery of Artists. 
And each quarter of the year, we carefully select nine very different artists from Asheville and or close by areas in Western North Carolina, but artists that have very different types of art, very different mediums, different ages, different backgrounds. And we select them specifically for that and also their ability to work with the media and work with tourism, know about social media, but don't maybe have time to do it. And so we are going to give them the opportunity of three months of free marketing through Artsville and also some educational programming, training, some tips and tricks so that after the three months, they can do it on their own and the next group of nine can come in. What this makes them eligible for is some of our pop-up exhibits or a feature story or some of our discussion groups where they learn to actually present to other artists or tell our buying public how to buy art. You know, this word collector, that's pretty scary, actually. But if you say to someone, would you like to learn how to buy art or the questions to ask, that's a whole different thing. So we have embarked on that. It's at artsvilleusa.com. And you may apply. So we have our first group of artists now that just launched, but you may apply for our next group that will be starting up midwinter. You can follow us on social media. You can join us. So if you go to our website, there's a great big button there, and you'll be able to come to, enjoy, or at the very least, see what we offer in terms of arts and crafts here in Asheville and beyond. So we thank you, Marla, for coming and being with us today. And until next month, this is Louise Glickman from ArtsvilleUSA.com and Artsville Collective out of Asheville. Thanks for listening to the Artsville Podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share it with your friends on social. Also, remember to subscribe so you get all of our new episodes. Artsville is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles in partnership with Sand Hill Artist Collective in Asheville, North Carolina. Our theme music was created by Dan Ubik and his team at Danube Productions. Artsville is edited by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening to Artsville. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode celebrating American contemporary arts and crafts from Asheville and beyond. Artsville, Artsville, the happening town where art abounds. Artsville, Artsville, from Asheville town where art abounds. Artsville, Artsville, feeling mountain high and inspired in North Carolina. That's where you'll find us, amazing artists and designers.